0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to It's Not Rocket Science, Five Questions Over Coffee. I'm sitting here with Denise Matthews, who's a a brilliant career coach, got a great uh, program. We're going to have a really fascinating discussion, I think, about uh, career change and how she helps people through that uh, difficult phase. Really topical at the moment, because, of course, a lot of people following the pandemic have been rethinking what they're doing and the jobs market is really hot. So I think we're going to have a really fascinating discussion Hi, Denise, welcome to hey. It's Not Rocket Science. Thanks for inviting me, Stuart. No problem at all. So uh, what's the biggest challenge your ideal client has um, when you first meet with them?
1: I think for a lot of people, that, I mean, they come from um, a couple of different camps, really, um, all wanting the same thing, but they come from two different areas. So um, topically at the moment, because of what's happened um, over the last 18 months or so, um some people are finding themselves um out of work unexpectedly it was never part of the plan you know in January last year they were in a career with a long-term potential you know there might be been an airline pilot or something like that um or an airline pilot in training and and suddenly the bottom's fallen out of their world and and they don't know what to do and and uh, they're in a really difficult position and so we're talking to quite a lot of people like that so that's uh you know where do I go what do I do Um, and then the other part of client for me is the other people that they perhaps fell into a job they're perhaps really really good at it and they've been incredibly successful you know one of my clients is absolutely top of his game but he just doesn't like it anymore he does not love what he does and uh you know, so it's a case of looking with people like that as what skills have they got and where are they and can we transfer that into something else? Or you know, for some people they just want to do something entirely different. So I think that the common thread for both of them is um, I'm in a position I didn't exactly plan for and I don't know what to do about it. So uh, how do we work that out?
0: That's brilliant. Yeah, I, I so, I so. Um... I so sympathise with some people that go into a job and then discover that they actually don't really like it, and uh, you know, being able to sort of find your way out is so difficult because, of course, you look around and people turn around. And say, we want experience for any job you want, don't they? And they always turn around and say, "We've well, got to have experience." And turn around, but you know, I've got loads of experience. It's just in something else. Yeah, right. So equally applicable to what you're trying to do. So, so what's the uh, the common mistake people try and uh, try to do? by themselves to solve some of these problems in order to help of do that career change?
1: I think a lot of people, you know, I mean, some people do come to us with a bit of an idea about what they might want to do. You know, they they might have some ideas sort of as as glimmers there. Um, But what a lot of people tend to do, they start off and they uh, are quite knee-jerk in the way they approach the situation. So... Um, the internet's made it so easy, hasn't it, for us to find out what's happening out there, what jobs are out there. And people start to scattergun and just literally send applications out, um, you know, do letters of interest, all that sort of thing. But they haven't actually done the foundations of really exploring about why they would be the right person to do that. And is that, you know, is that an, an organisation, organisation that would be open to someone willing to make that career transition? um and I think that's what people really muddy the waters because sometimes when they come to us things that we could have worked on and worked together as to how to approach the perfect organization that might be out there for what they want to do they've already muddied the waters by going in there you know without that finesse of working out how they're going to make the application are there some things they need to do before they actually go for that you know do they do need to do another qualification or that's what some of my clients do at the moment. They're doing an extra qualification that puts them at the top of the pile um, when things change or for the job that they want. So people are accepting they've got to do some extra, you know, planning around their qualifications and things like that as well. But yeah, you know, there are so many ways as well that you can go in and you know find a friendly way through. You know, the world of networking is just yeah. so brilliant, um, and utilizing that well. And people don't sort of think about it in that way and yeah, that's they they that really helps. And uh, one of the things we do with people, we sit and work out who do you know, who can talk to you about what this job actually is.
0: It's interesting you mentioned networks, Denise, and I I sort of I don't want to I don't want to sort of draw you into too many discussions around this, but I think it's an important point to, to 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 talk about. You know, a lot of people nowadays talk about the sort of the applicant tracking system and sort of making sure that you have the right words in your C V to get through the applicant tracking system. And I think you ignore your network at your peril, don't you? Because you forget that in actual fact most jobs out there are not even advertised, let alone on some board or Mm -hmm. with an applicant tracking system. Most of them are in somebody's head. And all you need to do is make use of the
1: knowledge in order to extract the information you want from them to to, to get in. Yeah, it's absolutely right. I think that the stats, um, I was reading about them beginning last week, and the stats are that they're about at least 65% of jobs that are in the market never hit an advert. They don't go there at all. They are literally worked on the network or people use them from talent banking. You know, good organisations that are forward thinking have a talent bank. They see applications come in or letters of interest come in and they or someone tells them about somebody and they put them in a pot. And, you know, I've been there. I've been on the other end of that hiring regime and saying, hang on didn't but we had someone for that You know whatever and you go back and you trade it through and and by talking to that person as a recruiter as well which obviously is my original background is that you also awaken ideas for yourself as a recruiter because if you find someone who's interested in that it leads you to other people who know that person and you know the organization so it's a, it's a really good way um if you can approach people organizations in that way um but yeah, no, it's, it's about 65% of jobs not, not actually hit the adverts. Um, you know, they're found in other ways and a lot by, you know, internal referral systems in organizations. So, you know, you might know somebody that works for a business that you think, well, they are nothing like what I want to do. But actually, if they go in and tell their organization about you, they're probably up for a 500 pound or a thousand pound bonus. So yeah, work it out. What does your network? You know, do and where are they and is that relevant
0: yeah brilliant yeah no I, I just think it's something which is we you know we don't hear enough people talking about the network and the effects mm. of knowing people and the, the you know that talent bank you're absolutely right the you know the, the fact of the matter is people just keep saying or I'll find somebody on the net or I'll do so and so in actual fact you already probably know the person you want to employ yeah and you just haven't yet sort of worked out how to get to them, that's, that's part of the experience of sort of, you know, understanding how to go about recruiting, isn't
1: it? Yeah, completely.
0: So what's the, the valuable free resource? And I suspect it's got something to do with what's going on at the scroll at the bottom of the screen. What's that valuable free resource that you, uh, you'd yeah. like to point out to the audience that will help them to understand their career change and how uh, you help them uh, understand some of these challenges?
1: So we're working on that all the time and constantly trying to bring or working to bring new things to that so that, you know, we can help people in different ways along the journey. I'm working on a on a new product that's uh, going we're going to be sharing um, a, a free resource um, soon or all, all around um, how you apply for jobs and the, the best ways to do it and things like that. So that'll be coming out in a few weeks time um on the my career change uh, facebook group and we'll have a we'll actually shortly as well have a website it's uh, in its final stages we've had a full refresh and it will be there um the elevate careers coaching website um but there is on there at the moment um some we we held last month um a really interesting event um and i decided that i wanted to put together um Uh, and a summit of people who have made career changes all have shifted inside their own organization because that is of course the other thing you can do if you can make a shift inside your business then that's fantastic because you keep all your benefits something like that and if you work for an enlightened employer that will allow you to do that then that is fabulous so i gathered together a group of people um, some of whom i've coached and some of people that i just know by reputation um, who are you know all really good in their fields And I also gathered together a group of um, recruiters who I think are out there on the leading edge of what they do um, and who are willing to spend some time helping people. So it was a free event um, and all the information is still up um, on the site so you can go in and have a look. Um, But we had people um, come to talk to me about... um, so I've got a a, a girl who uh, called Shireen and Shireen has got a size 10 and a half foot and she's had that since she was a very young child. And so she really understands about the discomfort of having something um, about your body that makes you stand out. And so her mission, and she is so inspiring her mission was that she was going to do something about that as time went on and uh, she had this vision for de- for being a, a, a footwear manufacturer she works in housing for a council that's what she does and she's got qualifications things but she's taken herself off and got herself trained got herself some amazing mentors and actually got herself crowdfunded and she has now got a range of shoes which is available for people with large feet and they are fabulous and a beautiful quality and you know she um she really inspired me and um all of my candidates obviously I'm coaching at the moment I've all watched her um and everyone has come back and gone wow you know when you listen to that story it makes you realize that actually anything is possible and that whole bubble of self-belief but she says she held herself back for years didn't you know but then suddenly one day thought right now do this I'm going to do it um so Shireen Headley she's you know great listen to um and then you know I've got people on there who you know I've got a lady who was a police inspector and now she's an international cake and product designer and she's phenomenal and in 10 years she's completely changed things around and made a better life for her family um and it wasn't that she was unhappy in the police. It was just that she wanted something that worked better with family and all that sort of thing. And her story, you know, Dawn Butler, she's again, incredible. But they're all really good stories. And while, you know, what they do and what you want to do as, as a as a candidate might not be the same, but what it shows you is the possibilities and the ways to look at things and how your mindset needs to be when you go on the journey of career change. Um, so it's a, it's a great free resource, and we've also got, you know, we've got a, a recruiter on there talking about what happens when the applications come in, and um, we've got um, uh, the in-house recruiters from Lad Bible. Um, Uh, who uh, talk about what they look for because they don't recruit by CVs. They recruit by LinkedIn profiles. They don't look at a CV. They're not bothered. Um, Well, dream it. They like the CV, but they just like it from a factual point of view. They don't want any big statements on it. They just want to look at the facts because they recruit to values um, as well as skills. So it's interesting that the recruitment market is moving on so much um, and it helps candidates, I think, to understand what's happening out there.
0: Interesting that Lad Bible don't even use a CV. That's yeah. uh, a fascinating insight that I don't think would have come out without that sort of uh, summit that you've just talked about, because that's not the sort of thing that people hear about, do they? They just think right. that the, the 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 CV is the only way, and yet there is so much out there at the moment on social media that actually you've got to be really careful that it all does line up and you've got it all pointing it's at you totally. in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've had people lose jobs, you know, because the social media has – they've lost the opportunity for a job because the social media hasn't matched up with the yeah. – you know, what's been presented. Ladbib Bible also do a lot on on video, so, um, you know, people have to submit video of their work and things like that because, obviously, the type of organisation it is, um, they're expected to be able to do that, um, reels and all that type of thing. So, yeah, the market's definitely moving. Definitely. Yeah, moving. Interesting new angle.
0: Interesting new angle. Yeah. That was, that's what I'm going to have to watch. Uh, possibly not with uh, with my particular skill set. But there you go. <laughs> um, so what's the concept or program that's uh, that's most sort of inspired you and you think will be most impactful uh, for the audience in your experience?
1: Mm. So I'm, um, I'm a licensed career coach, um, and I, I use a program that's been around probably for about 15, 16 years. Um, so it's really well validated and it's got three stages to it. Um, and that's the reason I like it is because it's not something that, um, when people come to me to talk about that, you know, that they, they think this is what they want to do because everyone starts with thinking that and you know we do an explore phone call obviously in the first instance or an explore zoom and to find out why they're there and why they think that Um, and then from that um, I sort of come to a decision to help them through the process of deciding if they need the full program of I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. And I just need to really explore everything I possibly can right the way through to take into the practicalities um, and then into um, you know how they're going to apply and how they're going to go to the job interviews. So that's the full piece. Um, and we call it and um, we call it explore, dream and discover. Mm-hmm. So you sort of an explore is the biggest part of the program. And and if you're going to do career coaching, everyone needs to do the, the sort of the the six week explore program. And just have to be, and and most of my candidates are two weeks apart for the meetings. You know, it takes over three months to explore um sometimes because it's quite a big piece. So the way I work is I like to, you know, we have a session and then they'll be given for want of a better word, some homework, isn't that a terrible word? But they'll be given an assignment or, or something like that. Um, and we've got some set processes. Um, and uh, the firework programmes are built on, um, uh, on, on a lot of the work of John Lees, who is a, a fantastic um, careers writer, um, and psychologist. And I've, you know, I've been in recruitment for over 30 years and I follow John the whole of that time because he is right out there, he's leading edge. And a lot of the firework program that I work with uses John's exercises. Um, and he's all about how to get a job you love. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we work on that first six week program, um, and really get to the bottom of what your values are what you think you want to do we build an ideas bank you know and the amazing things people put on their ideas bank you know it's so many things artists train drivers personal fitness instructors and they could be an accountant in a city bank and yet they've got and we dig right back down to what did you want to do you know when you were young what and what happened to those dreams yeah um and, and from that, you start to see patterns and you start to see patterns of skills, patterns of values. And from that, you get a narrower funnel that enables you to then go ahead and explore what's, you know, discover what's possible next. Yeah. So it is,
0: yeah, it's interesting. It is fascinating what happens to people when they when they think they know what they want to do with their life. And then they end up in a bank working in a bank, don't they? Right. It's uh, you know, uh, it's fascinating how we somehow lose all of those dreams when we were five. and We all want to be spacemen and then discover that we're just working in the bank. And how did we get here? Well, you wouldn't do it again if you had the choice, that sort of thing.
1: Parents have an amazing um, yeah. impact on that as well. You know, I hear that over and over again. And even now, you know, I've got through at the moment and she says, well, what my dad would say. Uh-huh. You know, she's 45, you know, what uh-huh. my dad would say. Um, and so I you know, I can sort of highlight, you know, 20 times in a session what my dad would say. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So they do have that impact on us, you know, because they think they know what's best for us.
0: Yeah. And it's always with the best intentions.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. As a parent, I know you I have to be so careful not to imprint upon <laughs> Print upon a particular person. I'm thinking about at the moment what I'm thinking. They need to do and uh, end up sort of making them do something that you know they would never be suited for or would never think in their yeah. in their own right. Um, you know, uh, we could be as guilty of being unconscious about it as well, can't
1: we? Totally that. Totally that. Yeah, it is. It is unconscious. I think. I do think that, and I think the uh, you yeah, know, the feeling that people are given the expectations as parents we set up for them but again it all comes from a place of love because you want the best for them so you want them to aspire to that um, but sometimes it can be quite damaging really yeah it can. <laughs>
0: Well, moving off that quickly before, uh, before the psychiatrists amongst us uh, start uh, going on at uh, how this is damaging the, uh, the future of the, of the world. So what's the, uh, the, the, the final, as I always say, my get out of jail free question, which is the one where I say to you, what's the question I should have asked you that I haven't already that you'd like to talk about? And it's now free reign for you to sort of tell me anything you want to tell me, except you i I'm a bad parent.
1: Yeah, I think we've sort of covered um a lot of it really well there and I think um for me I I think it's what you started with something that's really important to me um and it's one of the reasons I got into career coaching, is that to get those light bulb moments people really need to stand back and yeah. think really hard and so um, i'm actually i'm actually writing a, a journal at the moment which i'm going to publish um, and it's coming out later in the year and and it's called would you put a stamp on it um, and in the old days um when i was a recruitment consultant back in the day you know we saw a job advertised usually in a broad print newspaper or something like that and um we had to uh, you know, type up our CV and write a covering letter. Um, and then we had to carefully put it usually onto nice paper, fold it over, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it and walk to a red box. So we had to think about it. Um, and I think I'd say that to everybody that's looking for a job at the moment, that the fastest finger first is actually really damaging mm-hmm. so I just come back to that first question but i think in a bit more detail so you know you do need to go on that journey of exploration and whether you do it with a career coach or whether you buy a, a really great book like john's lee's how to get a job you love and that's that's a cracking book um it, you need to do that and then decide what your own worth by what you're going to apply for so that the panic is removed out of the application process hmm. um, and that you really, really think about it. And if you do that, there will be light bulb moments where you suddenly, and, and that's what I love when I'm career coaching. You know, we go through something and you suddenly start to see a pattern because someone's worked it out what's right for them and where they want to be and what life will look like in 10 years time and so they then go out and they can can start to look for jobs that will reflect their passions and their interests and still support and look after their family um but yeah would you put a stamp on it is sort of like is my big thing um, you know I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna make that a new mantra Denise I like I like that because You know, a lot of the time I'm dealing with business owners who are trying to sort of build a business and and work with them on how they go about sort of structuring that. And, and to, to, ask them a question along the lines of, so is that your best shot? Is that, is that really the best it can be? Because too often, I think we are rushed into sort of, you know, let's, you know, take an example of somebody I'm thinking of at the moment who, who is there sort of saying, I've just got to get my, my you, you said it earlier, they were, they just yeah. got to get the website ready and they, and, and you look at it and you go, but it's missing half the information it needs. Well, you know, the, the answer was, well, I needed to get one out there. And, and the question was should be yeah but is it the right is it the right one is it the would you put a stamp on it would you turn around and say it was worth all the effort and it was ready to be released so you know sometimes we we do we do rush to sort of get our message out and it's not as well thought through as it could be and I, I'm not suggesting for one minute that you know too many yeah. people are doing this but it sort of strikes me that you know using that metaphor would you put a stamp on it is a really great way of bringing people back and going. Okay, maybe I should just rethink this for another day because it's not quite got there.
1: Yeah, sometimes that's all it is. And, um, you know, um, Russell from um, the Talent Hub, who was part of my um, uh, summit, he was the expert recruiter on the summit. Um, And and he's got a a very well established, um, both a headhunting executive agency as well as, um a sort of more generalist um business with it, all, all levels of jobs um but he was telling me that um the frustration as recruiters of you know that about 75% of applications bear no resemblance to the requirements for what was asked for mm-hmm. in the advert because it was fastest finger first um and even higher than that the amount of people that when you ring up and say um, you know right I'm giving you a call about the job they don't remember they don't know any details Um all they ask is what's the salary <laughs> I know. and uh, so yeah it is it's it's about that yeah knowledgeable thoughtful planning mm. Um and that helps the recruiter and and as well as yourself and it gets you in a better place with the recruiter as well you know you need recruiters to be your friends it's part of the process you know we're quite useful, so uh, you do need your recruiter to be um someone who really understands you and 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 values the fact that you think about your career and what's right for you
0: brilliant love it love it denise love that one' gonna remember that one um listen uh dice i'm gonna i'm gonna thank Denise for her time here. I am just gonna suggest that if you want to find out more about what's going on at uh uh, on these uh, these video chats um, if you go to this website and there's so many letters in it i'm going to try and remember them all https colon forward slash forward slash tca.fyi forward slash subscribe just remember tca.fyi forward slash subscribe go there subscribe and uh, you'll get notifications of when we're doing these we're meeting interesting people like denise who are going to talk about really interesting concepts Come and join us again on another occasion. Denise, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I really appreciated it. I know uh, that you're going to be giving out lots of really interesting stuff on that Facebook group. So I hope people come along and find out more about what you're up to there. Thanks ever so much. I'll speak to you. you very soon. Bye.